Hey guys, Pete Mundo here. Thank you for checking out the show this week. Always appreciate it. If you have a split second, that's all it'll take. Please leave us a rating, review, subscribe, iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, however you get your podcasts. And um, we'll send you a free koozie in the mail, a Heartland College Sports koozie in the mail if you do it. Just send me a screenshot of your rating and review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com. And we'll, uh, we'll get it right in the mail for you. Thanks so much, guys. Talk to you soon. Just a couple of weeks left until Big 12 Media Days, and I am counting down by the second. Hey, guys, it's Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is our independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Heartland College Sports Weekly is the show. Thanks so much for joining us and giving us a few minutes of your time. So I wanted to do something fun this week. It's something that we've done each and every year since I started this website and that is the dream Big 12 road trip for 2019. There's one caveat, though, and this is what makes it fun, and this makes it interesting. You cannot simply go to the best game every weekend. What you have to do is you have to make sure you go to each Big 12 stadium at least once. So that's what I did here, and that's how I put this together. So let's get right to it. For week one, I went with Oklahoma against Houston. You know, there are not a great ton of games here for the Big 12 in week one. I thought about maybe going to Corvallis for Oregon State, Oklahoma State. But uh, Corvallis, you know, it's a ways away. I don't want to have to get out there, okay? So I'm not doing that. Instead, what I decided was OU Houston. First off, Dana Holgerson's back in the Big 12. And with the way he ended his tenure here with uh, West Virginia, some of the things he said, I think Dana Holgerson needs a little smacking around. You know, I think he needs it. And, and I think that Lincoln Riley can hand it to him. So you got Norman opening weekend, Sunday nights. Uh, it's going to be fun. And that's why I'm going OU Houston for week one to kick off the season. Week two, there's a couple options. But let's be honest, there's only one option. Texas home against LSU. That is going to be an incredible environment. That could be the non-conference game of the college football season in 2019. These are going to be two probably top 10, 12 teams when this game is played. Uh, two teams thinking about winning their conference. Two teams that are like, you know what, we are the better blue blood here, these two. It's going to be awesome. The atmosphere is going to be electric in Austin. I cannot wait for this LSU-Texas game in week two. It's going to be – this could be the hottest ticket in Austin in years because, remember, the Red River rivalry is always played in Dallas. So you talk about home games. I know it's a non-conference, but, man, this is going to be um, absolutely unbelievable in week two. So a no-brainer there for LSU on the road against Texas. Week three, it's a game we might be doing our tailgate at for Heartland College Sports Weekly. And there are a couple of good ones in week three. But I am going to go with Iowa State against Iowa. I want to get up to Ames. Uh, you know, it's a great time, of course. Beautiful time of year in mid-September. There were a couple other good options. OU-UCLA, uh, TCU-Purdue, Texas Tech-Arizona, West Virginia-NC State, K-State-Mississippi State's a really good game. But I want to go to a Big 12 school. You know, I don't want to have to go on the road. So we're going Iowa State-Iowa. Matt Campbell, can he get over the hump against the in-state rivals? It's also the biggest rival for any team playing this weekend in the Big 12. And uh, I just thought that this was the game of that weekend. 
It'll also tell us whether or not Iowa State can be a team to crash the Big 12 party uh, with OU Texas at the top. So that's my week three game. For week four, I'm going Oklahoma State and Texas. And that game is in Austin. I know some people are going to say I'm showing some type of Texas bias. I'm not. The other options aren't great. you got Baylor, Rice, SMU, TCU, uh, Louisiana, Monroe, and Iowa State, and West Virginia at Kansas. It's the obvious game. And plus, these teams have played some pretty close games. You know, you had Oklahoma State upset Texas as the number six team in the country last year. Two years ago, I think, was that 13-10 game as well uh, in Austin. These two teams play good games. I don't know what else to say. It's a no-brainer in week four to do uh, Texas at home against Oklahoma State. Absolutely. In week five, here's what I went with in week five. Iowa State on the road against Baylor. So, yes, I'll have seen Iowa State twice in my dream Big 12 road trip. Remember, a dream Big 12 road trip. I'm not doing this. I think my wife would kill me. We got a six-month-old right now, okay? That's not happening. Uh, This is my dream Big 12 road trip. And you have to go to each Big 12 stadium at least once. So week five, Baylor home to Iowa State. Both these teams, I think, have a chance to compete at the top of the Big 12 if things break right. And this game will tell us a lot in late September about these two teams. It's the, it's the Big 12 opener for both of them. So I'm very intrigued by Baylor at home against Iowa State in week five. For week six, let's get to week six. And I am going, I know you're going to be mad, Iowa State again in Ames, TCU on the road against Iowa State. Now, this is for a couple of reasons. First off, this game has been a good one. You have two years ago, of course, was the upset of upsets. TCU, a top five team, going to Ames. Matt Campbell slays the dragon with Kyle Kempt weeks after beating OU in Norman. Uh, that was an incredible atmosphere. Reliving that, relitigating that um, is going to be a lot of fun. And, and also, the reason I went with TCU at Iowa State, my other options were not great, to put it politely. They were not. Baylor, K-State, Oklahoma at Kansas, and then Oklahoma State, Texas Tech. Texas at West Virginia, you can make an argument for based on how last year's game went. But West Virginia's got so much turnover. It would have been my third Texas game in six weeks. So I'm going Iowa State home against TCU. For week seven, no-brainer, especially because I knew I'd see Texas this week. OU, Texas, Dallas, Red River shootout. Uh, I mean, there's only two other games that weekend. Tech at Baylor, Iowa State at West Virginia. No-brainer. This could be a Big 12 uh, championship game preview. It's going to be the two teams that are favored to win the conference. We'll have a great read on where they are after this game. So, uh, no-brainer in this game to have OU Texas in my dream Big 12 road trip for the 2019 season. So, we go from week seven. Let's take a look at week eight. See what we got here. For week eight. Here's where we're going. We're going up to Manhattan because TCU is on the road against Kansas State. This could be interesting. First off, you could have Alex Delton, the quarterback for TCU. Now, he's in the quarterback battle right now. But he could be the TCU quarterback going into his old stomping grounds, playing Skylar Thompson, the guy he used to back up and flip back and forth with. And it'll be a good test for Chris Kleiman going up against Gary Patterson, who I think, you know, blow for blow, is the best coach, not just in the Big 12, 
but in the country. If I got to win one game, you can give me Nick Saban all you want. I'm taking Gary Patterson each and every time. So I want to see Chris Kleiman, who I think is a great coach, but coming up from the FCS level, you just don't go up against guys like Gary Patterson. Uh, this could be a fun game. There are a lot of storylines there. And uh, Manhattan's a great place to be in October. I'll tell you that right now. Someone that now lives in Kansas City, Manhattan's a lot of fun, good spot in October. So I'm going to go TCU at Kansas State in week eight of our dream Big 12 road trip for the 2019 season. We're going to stick with TCU in week nine. That's because I'm doing Texas at TCU. So this is the game in Fort Worth. Remember, you got to hit up each Big 12 school once, at least once. Texas at TCU. Can TCU have a surprise season? Typically, when TCU's down and they win six, seven games, they bounce back with 10 wins. I mean, that's happened throughout most of Gary Patterson's tenure. Can they slay the old dragon and the Texas Longhorns? You know, TCU, Gary Patterson's always got that chip on his shoulder. His players have all been typically overlooked by a school like Texas. They always want to beat Texas, the uh, flagship school in the state. It's a great chance to be in Fort Worth. Uh, this game could have more meaning than we might think of right now in late October and week nine. So there you have it, Texas at TCU in week nine. We get to double digits, week 10. Where are we going? Going to KU. Got to get there at some point. Why not for the Sunflower Showdown? Not a great slate of games that weekend. You have West Virginia Baylor on a Thursday. You've got TCU and Oklahoma State on Saturday. Everybody else is off. So let's go to KU. You know, let's get drunk. Let's watch some football or watch some football and get drunk, whichever order you want to do it in. And uh, we'll be in KU watching Les Miles eat some grass. And, hey, you know, you have some decent in-state recruiting battles happening possibly here with uh, – New head coaches, Chris Kleiman and Les Miles. So this could be intriguing. This could be intriguing. And if KU is going to win a couple of games in the Big 12, this is potentially going to have to be one of them. I think K-State is, is going to be good under Chris Kleiman. I'm not sure how good they'll be this year. So that's where I come to the conclusion that Week 10, we'll go to KU. we got to go there at some point for the Sunflower Showdown against K-State on Saturday, November 2nd. Let's continue this dream Big 12 road trip I've got for the uh, 2019 college football season in the conference. We are going back to Norman, Iowa State, at Oklahoma. Uh, and to me, we know what happened to Norman two years ago when these two teams played. Is Iowa State a contender at this point in the season? They can be as we uh, get to you know, early, mid-November. They can be in the mix. They can be in the thick of things. How does that defense for Iowa State, which is still going to be very good, handle Jalen Hurts most likely in the OU offense and Lincoln Riley? How does Brock Purdy do on the road in a very difficult environment? That could be a primetime game on Saturday, November 9th, and I'm very excited by it. So we've got Iowa State at Oklahoma as we uh, get you into now week 12. Week 12 of this Big 12 dream road trip. We are going out to West Texas and to Lubbock. And that's because the Texas Tech Red Raiders are hosting the TCU Horn Frogs. Anytime you get these two teams or any two teams in Texas matching up, this one's going to be out in Lubbock. Texas Tech, interestingly enough, I don't know if we're, we're undervaluing them, but you know, if Tech can get to six and six, seven and five and out, Alan Bowman stays healthy. I'm intrigued to see what this team can be come November. So I had to get out. We obviously are going to every Big 12 school. 
getting out to Lubbock at some point, and uh, this is going to be a pretty good game here, especially since it's a fairly weak slate, to put it politely, in uh, Week 12 for the Big 12. You got KU at Oklahoma State, Baylor versus Oklahoma, uh, Texas at Iowa State. That's a good game, but I've seen a lot of Texas and Iowa State so far based on how I'm setting up this uh, road trip of mine, this dream road trip. Let me reiterate that. And then you have West Virginia at K-State. So there you have it. Week 12 will be in Lubbock for TCU and Texas Tech. All right, week 13. What do we got in week 13? How about this? How about Oklahoma State in Morgantown against West Virginia? Uh, I'm looking at this game and I'm saying, okay, Oklahoma State's got a high ceiling and a lower floor than some other teams. But if Oklahoma State's clicking, if they connect with Spencer Sanders and Chubba Hubbard's doing his thing and Tylen Wallace is lighting it up and the defense is doing all right, maybe Oklahoma State's a surprise team at this point in the season. You know, maybe we're talking about Oklahoma State crashing a Big 12 championship party. Got to go to Morgantown, though. And I think Neil Brown's got himself a bit of a rebuild here. But uh, you're playing a late November game Saturday before Thanksgiving in Morgantown, West Virginia. That is a difficult environment. So uh, that's, that's when I'm getting to Morgantown for Oklahoma State on the road in late November. That's, uh, that is fascinating to me. And then we go to week 14, the final week of the uh, regular season in college football in this dream Big 12 road trip, and we're going with Bedlam. Oklahoma at Oklahoma State, got to get to Stillwater, and going to end it on a high note with a rivalry matchup. And I know we've got some other, you know, quasi-rivalry games that are going to be played that weekend, Farmageddon. But you know what? This is going to be a, a team in OU that's likely playing to get into a Big 12 championship. And Oklahoma State could be that surprise team too, you know? That's how I'm looking at this. You have one team that's one of the favorites and one team that is one of the potential surprise picks in the conference. And that's why I'm going with Bedlam. Plus, you got the rivalry. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be a lot of fun. Can Mike Gundy, you know, beat OU for the first time in what feels like uh, two decades? My goodness gracious. So there you have it. That is our dream Big 12 road trip for the 2019 college football season. Hope you guys enjoyed it. We appreciate you being a part of it. And we've got much more coming up next right here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Well, did you see what's happening? If you're a Big 12 fan, you might have missed this. But in the past week, yes, we have had conference realignment. I know it's that time of year. It's slower. It's summer. You might not be focused on this, and it's not a Power 5 conference. But conference realignment is happening. UConn, University of Connecticut, is leaving the American Athletic Conference, leaving the AAC, and returning to the Big East. Joining the Big East in every sport but football, and they'll try to be an independent team in football. So this is very interesting, and you're probably like, well, Pete, what does this mean for the Big 12, right? That might be what you're thinking. And by the way, I am Pete Mundo. HeartlandCollegeSports.com is the website. Heartland College Sports Weekly is our Big 12 show. Well, what this means for the Big 12 is the following. First off, the Big 12 remains incredibly wise and smart 
to not add two teams a couple of years ago from the AAC. The best thing to do was to stand down and stand pat instead of trying to siphon off a couple of teams from a conference that is not in a healthy place. Adding teams for the sake of adding teams. Ask the Bid 10 how they like Rutgers. I'm sure they're loving life right now, right? Ask the ACC how it loves Boston College. And my brother's a Boston College grad, but uh, they should have stayed in the Big East too. The AAC is having its troubles. UConn has left. They were like, you know what? We'd rather not get the football money, take our chances with our old basketball rivalries in Villanova and St. John's and Georgetown, and we'll figure out football as an independent team. UConn, the terrible football program of the UConn Huskies, has come to the conclusion that they'd rather take their chances as an independent in football than take the AAC's money and be forced to play in this mishmash of teams in that conference. It's a conference that, yes, has had some success, whether it's Houston or UCF, right? I mean, they have had some success on this front, but it still is basically just a bunch of redheaded stepchildren. That's what it is. And you're seeing this happen now, and you're seeing it play out in real time. So for the Big 12, what does this mean? First off, it means that, yes, there's eventually going to be um, some realignment somewhere down the line. But it also says that there is an appetite, and this excites me. There is an appetite to rebuild old rivalries. I'm not making any predictions here, but if you don't think there's a part of Nebraska that desperately misses the Big 12, that misses its old rivals in K-State, Iowa State, Oklahoma, Texas, playing some of these Big 12 schools. You're kidding yourself. I guarantee, get a Nebraska fan a little drunk, and they'll admit that. And I've said that before on this show, especially considering they're sitting in the Big Ten West, which is, you want to talk about redheaded stepchildren, or redheaded stepchild, that is the redheaded stepchild of the Big Ten, not even close. I mean, the Big Ten East, you got Michigan, you got Ohio State, you got Michigan State. And then on the west side, you got, uh, you know, Nebraska and uh, Minnesota and uh, Iowa. It's just not as sexy. I'm sorry. It's not as sexy. Okay, Wisconsin's fine. But the east is where the money is. Don't forget Penn State's also in the east. So I'm not saying Nebraska's coming back or anything like that, but it's nice to see that this this thought has permeated at least parts of college sports, which is we'll give up a little bit of money here on the football side because if I'm UConn, I think I'm better off in the old Big East with our old rivals and rebuilding the basketball program and taking our chances on football. It's just nice to see that thought process permeating parts of college sports instead of just Money, 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 football money. How much can we make? Results and everything else be damned. Nah, kudos to UConn. Now, you want to talk about the other teams that left. Uh, Texas A&M is never coming back to the Big 12. The chip is so big on that shoulder. They think they're in the premier conference, uh, even though their results are basically the same as they always were. They continue to be the little brother uh, in the state of Texas, and they're never going to admit they were wrong about anything, so they'll stay. Missouri's intriguing, and once again, not predicting this, but you want to talk about being in no man's land. I live here in Kansas City, and I, I know there's a lot of Mizzou folks here. 
But man, it just feels like Mizzou is kind of there. There's no more rivalry with KU or K State or Iowa State. It's just, it's all dead. It's done. Nothing there. And I bet Mizzou fans, yeah, you know, they may like the road trip to Athens if you haven't done that before or Tuscaloosa. Yeah, that's kind of cool. And it might be fun to host Florida, but you know, you're telling me they don't miss the border war? They don't miss K-State, OU, Texas? I think they might. I think they might. So just just keep tabs on this. See if this is a, a thought process that becomes uh, more par for the course. I don't think it's going to happen overnight. Uh, there's five years left until any deals start get renegotiated. Uh, I guess four years before the Big Ten rights are up. But I was very intrigued when I saw this. I was very intrigued when I saw UConn decide we're leaving the AAC, which is just a, a random conference of teams that didn't get invited to a Power 5 league that wished they were. And they kind of threw it together, and there's just not much there. And UConn said, "Yeah, we'll take our chances. We'll see what the deal is. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. Hope your week is going well. We appreciate you joining us, being a part of the show. Please do go subscribe for our free Heartland College Sports message boards and forums on the website. And let's wrap up the show coming up next. We're wrapping things up here on Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com. I'm Pete Mundo. I hate to say the rich get richer, but in this case, uh, they are. If you didn't see this, a five-star quarterback, what else is new? Brock Vandegriff has committed to the Oklahoma Sooners over Auburn and a slew of others. Yep, and the rich are getting richer. So, you know, they got a five-star quarterback coming in this year, and Spencer Rattler, he's already enrolled. And, you know, he's probably going to sit the year. I don't know if he's going to redshirt or what, but, I mean, he might play the four games and then redshirt. Who knows? But with Jalen Hurts in the mix from Alabama, Spencer Rattler, five-star guy, most likely not playing right away. But here he is now, a five-star quarterback in the class of 2021. Now, they also... The Sooners secured a commitment from a four-star wide receiver and Cody Jackson for the class of 2021 as well. So they're cleaning up there. And uh, they have a heck of a 2020 class as well, which is right now ranked number one in the Big 12, number 13 in the nation. And that's highlighted by a five-star running back in Jace McClellan. So uh, if you have a one-two punch there at some point in Norman, I don't know what year, but of Brock Vandergriff, and then Jace McClellan in the backfield, a couple of five-star guys. That could be a heck of a uh, dynamic duo. My goodness gracious. Unbelievable. And Lincoln Riley, man, I mean, if he just gets that defense figured out, and by that I mean just make it mediocre. That's all he needs. Make it mediocre. And you've got yourself in a position to win a national championship. No one else in America is doing what Lincoln Riley's doing in offense. I... Just nobody is. I mean, that guy at some point, I mean, he may already have it behind the scenes. He's been discussed for NFL jobs. But at some point, if he keeps up with this kind of success and a unique ability on the offensive side of the ball to mix in a power running game with the spread and putting up a ton of points, 
boy, NFL teams, I promise you, they are watching closely. And for Vandegrift, he picked OU over Florida, Georgia, Tennessee, Auburn, and Clemson. Talk about murderer's row. Goodness gracious. Number two prospect in the state of Georgia, number three pro-style quarterback, number 19 prospect overall per 247. Um, And also, did you see this? A guy who was at one point the OU quarterback, Baker Mayfield, he hammered Sam Ellinger, went on a radio show in Norman, Oklahoma, Sports Talk 1400, and he hammered Texas quarterback Sam Ellinger, crushed him, absolutely crushed him. Now, of course, this dates back to when Ellinger said after uh, the Longhorns beat Georgia in the Sugar Bowl, Ellinger said Texas is back. Well, Mayfield went on this radio station in Norman, and he said, quote, Ellinger's opinion on anything winning, Westlake's a great program, but the two best quarterbacks to come out of there are Drew Brees and Nick Foles. Sam can stay down there in Texas. Adding, that'll stir the pot. He doesn't like me, and I hope he knows I don't like him either. Okay, these two guys were, uh, (laughs) they were, you know, went to rival high schools, went to rival colleges. We'll see if Ellinger has the ability to get himself to the next level. Part of me at first thought like, geez, how petty of Baker Mayfield. You know, the guy, (laughs) freaking NFL quarterback, should have won rookie of the year, didn't, has a Cleveland Browns team that's poised to make a big jump. On top of that, uh, you know, he's got a, a star-studded now roster there in Cleveland. He's got OBJ in the mix, everything else. Why is he worrying about a uh, former foe in college? And then I was like, this is who Baker Mayfield is, man. Who this guy is. He is competitive to the bone, whether it's an old high school rival, old college rival, current NFL rival. He doesn't care. This is who Baker Mayfield is. And he's not changing. And it's part of what makes the guy, you know, someone who is undersized, overlooked, everything else, uh, a stud NFL quarterback. It's this kind of attitude. And we need more of that, you know. I, 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 I Deep down, I love it because we are losing our competitive edge um, in sports, it feels like. We are losing those rivalries in sports, especially in college with so much realignment. This is good stuff. So I am not complaining about this one from Baker. I'm not. There's enough to complain about about him. This is not one of them. Pete Mundo, Heartland College Sports Weekly, part of heartlandcollegesports.com, your independent Big 12 digital media outlet. Go sign up for our message boards. They are free. And we are off the July 4th week, back at it the following week, ramping up for the season. Media day is right around the corner. Have a great holiday week. Enjoy everything, and we'll be back the following week here on Heartland College Sports Weekly. Please leave us a rating and a review. It helps us out a ton. And if you send me a screenshot of the rating and the review to Pete Mundo, M-U-N-D-O, at heartlandcollegesports.com, I will get the koozie in the mail for you. All right? Thanks so much, guys. We'll talk to you soon.